How's it going? How's it going? And welcome to From the Sidelines. My name's Josh Devon. I'm here with Chad Davis, Devin Davis, and Noah Tyree. And today we're talking some hoops. So be sure to follow us on Instagram at FTS Pod. Follow us on Twitter at the FTS Pod. Got any comments, questions, concerns? Want to say hey? Send us a funny joke, dad jokes. We love them. Email us at the FTS at gmail.com. So guys, NBA season's coming up, 2021. Got a lot of got a lot of things going on, and uh, hey, we're going to talk about that. Chad, why don't you why don't you tell me what we're talking about today? Well, you see, Josh, this is a recurring thing we do here at FTS every year. We get ready for the upcoming NBA and NFL seasons by going over each individual team's win total. Uh, and we basically just go over each team one by one, preview their outlooks for the upcoming year. So today we'll start with the Western Conference as the NBA season is set to tip off. So first up, we're going to go to Dallas. The Mavericks over under win total is set at 42 and a half. And also, little note here, this is the first year of a shortened NBA season. Only 72 games instead of 82. So these uh, win totals are going to be lower than uh, in previous years. So the Mavericks are currently set at 42 and a half wins. Glad you pointed that out because I completely forgot about that, honestly. I did too. Uh, when I saw these numbers, I was like, wow, this is low. <laughs> but um, Mavericks 42.5. Um. That's kind of tough because I feel like that's like the general area where they're like, I feel like that's kind of dead accurate for them. There's 72 games because I mean, I think they're, I think they're a really good team, but like, oh wow, that's just like perfect. I'll, I'll take the over. I'll take the over. I like the over. Maybe only by one or two games, but I like what they got. You know, they've got, they've got a nice solid amount of role players coming off the bench and playing around. Uh, Luca and Chris Stapps, uh, got Boban. So uh, I always gotta, you always gotta sport Bobon. So I'm gonna take the over. I'm gonna have to take the under. Uh, after those three, you say it gets kind of thin on the roster a little bit for me. I mean, I'd say they're not role players or depth players, but there's just too many of that type of player. Like, if I had to even guess, like the fourth best player after that, I wouldn't even be able. Maybe Tim Hardaway Jr. Maybe. Dorian Finney-Smith at fifth. I I, I don't know. <laughs> You're reaching at that point. Uh, yeah, I am exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like I don't. They're pretty thin, so I'm gonna have to take the under on that. Yeah, I think I'm gonna agree. Um, they're really reliant on staying healthy this season, and when you have guys like Chris Tapps on your team, I'm not very optimistic uh, that there will be ideal health for this team. Um, so it's really, I think, up to Luca, and that's hard to see him improving much over what he did last season. So I think I'll take a slight under. And you know, they they did they did pick up Josh Richardson. Uh, I don't know that they won that trade though. <laughs> Seth, <laughs> Seth Curry point, might fair be point. better. Fair point. Fair point. I'm gonna agree on the under. Josh, you're all alone on the Josh Island on the over. It's okay. Uh, for this reason. Mavericks won 43 games last year with 75 games played. So if you're telling me you're taking away three games and the over-under is basically set at the same number, that's good enough for me to take the under with, with basically the basically the same team. <laughs> well, I'm a loner. I, I hate to tell you that, but yeah, you are. It's okay. It's okay. I appreciate what I, what I said. You know, I'm, I'm embracing it. Big Mavericks guy. Uh, we're going to go alphabetic order here. Next up is the Denver Nuggets. 
Their over-under win total is currently set at 44 and a half. Mm. Guys, what do you think? Let's go wait for someone else to go first. <laughs> I think, uh, I yeah, think this it, one's really a hot take, ain't it? I think I like the over. Uh, they had 46 wins in only 73 games last year. And I think the West as a whole has gotten worse uh, with teams like the Rockets and Thunder um, significantly downgrading their roster heading into the season. So I think I like what they have with Murray and Jokic and then MPJ stepping into a larger uh, role as the third fiddle this year. So I like I like the over. I'm going to have to agree on that, honestly. Uh, their rosters, I like their roster a whole lot. MPJ was starting to come into his own offensively in the bubble. That defense was still absolutely atrocious. And... Bull Bull, all I'm hearing this offseason is how hard he's working. It's all over the sports center on Snap. It's all it doesn't matter where you check. Bull Bull is apparently working every bit of his ass off. And then you're got Nikolai Jokic. We don't have to say much about him. Murray was a phenom in the bubble. Millsap was a good role player for him going as well. I like this roster. I think they can do the over. I agree. I agree one hundred percent. Yeah, I just want to throw out there you took Bull Bull from me in the draft. Sorry Upset about that, but I agree. Um, I mean, Nikolai Jokic, MVP candidate, Jamal Murray, MVP bubble candidate. I mean, like that I mean, Jamal Murray, like if he can do what he did in the bubble consistently throughout this season, I mean, I like this team screams Western conference finals to me. Um, and you know, like you said, Mike Porter jr. And you still have, like great players after that. I mean, you've got Gary Harris, you've got, like I said, Bull Bull, Will the Thrill Barton. Yikes. <laughs> Paul Millsap, but I mean, they've, they've got decent guys to go around. And um, obviously, you've got your two stars and you get pop, potential third star, fourth star, even, and Michael Porter Jr. and Bull Bull. So I, I, like, I like this team. I, I'm excited to see what they do this season. So I'm, take, I'm taking the over. I'm pretty sure I clarified that, but I'm, I'm going to make sure I say it again. <laughs> You know, the only way they're making the finals is if they get down 3-1 first. That's true. Did it, what, like two or three times in the bowl? Yeah, twice, back-to-back. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you all on the over. I just, I like this team. I don't necessarily like their style of play, but when you got Jokic and Murray as a really strong duo, they hit the over last year. Michael Porter Jr. is improving, and he will continue to provide good minutes so i think with uh michael porter jr's development that will only help them hit the over so i like this nuggets team this year yeah yeah you know the nuggets are pretty good at uh winning championships ain't that right Devin? that is right that is right way you know back. we go way, we go way back. back we'll look back we'll throw back to little league me and Devin on the nuggets that <laughs> well Nikolai Jokic and Jamal Murray in the Little League, but I mean, that, that's for another time, but just saying, they're used to winning championships. Except Josh was both of those guys. <laughs> <laughs> Is this before you tore your knees to shreds? Or your ankles? <laughs> yeah, this was like, this is, I was probably in fourth or fifth grade, so. Oh, you're still prime and ready. I was prime. I was, whew, I was, I was a stud back then. <laughs> Alright. We'll move on from Denver and Go to Golden State at 38 and a half. I'll start this one off because this is, I feel like this is reliant on how their play style is going to be after drafting Wiseman. I brought this up in the draft recap. I don't know how they're going to play. So 
to put over or under is a little sketchy for me. But I feel like with Curry coming back and depending on how they use Wiseman, they might be able to hit the over on that. Only thing is if they can find a replacement for Clay. I, I don't know if they can do that, but who knows? Yeah. Um, so you're taking the over? Yeah. I, I, I'm, uh, there's a sour taste in my mouth talking about this year's Warriors team, but, um, I might take even just a slight under. It's kind of what I'm leaning towards, like 37 games, maybe. There's no denying Steph Curry is incredible. I think James Wiseman will do great for them, but I, I don't know. I've got a feeling that Wiggins and Ubre are going to clash a lot, and that's going to cause for some chemistry problems. I don't know. Just the way they both play, I just don't feel like they fit well together. I, hate Draymond, you know, say it every episode of any any episode we do. But um I, I just I just don't I just don't see see it getting over thirty eight wins. So I'm I'm gonna take below. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take under. I'm going under as well. When I saw this line it was it felt a little high for me. I mean this team won fifteen games last year and was just completely atrocious after uh, Steph Curry broke his hand. They're just, they're without Clay again. And I think I said this last year, but they're one Steph Curry injury away from being another train wreck. I know they added Wiggins and uh, Wiseman, but 38 and a half, that's just, that's just too high for me. I got to go under. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to align with you too. I, I agree with the under. Uh, they didn't really, they didn't really do much to improve their roster outside of the Ubre trade. And with the loss of Clay yet again, um, I'm not a big fan of writing just Steph to try to carry the team to 39 wins. So I'll take I'll take a slide under as well. No, no, was alone. I was about to say if everybody just ends up alone on one of these choices, that's just how the night went. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Following Golden State, we're going to go to Houston at 35 and a half. I guess this just depends if Harden leaves or not, huh? Harden leaves easy under. Yeah. yeah. But if they stay, him and Wall make it. Uh, yeah, no. Him and so, Wall and Cousins make it interesting. Yeah, I mean, it, it, ooh, that was a nice little stutter by me, wasn't it? But uh, I think it, it really like kind of depends on how Wall returns. You know, if he if he plays at even close, even close to a level that he's used to playing at, you know, it could be. Could be a good thing. Also depends on the Marcus Cousins because he's been out for a while as well. Um, so you know, if they if those two guys can get it together, you know, I could see I could see them potentially going over. But I don't know if I have a lot of a lot of hope for that to happen. But I don't I don't know. What do you guys think? I'm I'm undecided still, so I'll, I'll let you all talk first. <laughs> I'm gonna go under the sole reason that I think Harden is going to be traded. I don't think he'll be on the Rockets for much longer. Uh, so I'm going to go under, and even if they don't trade him, I'm not exactly sure that they'll hit 36 either, so I'm going to take an under either way, but I think Harden gets moved. I feel like if Harden does stay, he'll just be disgruntled and really just not try. But a decade ago, we had John Wall and DeMarcus Cousins on the same team at Kentucky. They're reunited. The only thing is, like Josh said, I'm worried about the injury history between both of those guys, I'm not sure they can stay healthy, or if they are healthy, they can be the same player that they once were. So I, I have to go under. 
I was about to say the key like words in that whole thing were a decade ago. Like I, I don't, I don't see them being able to replicate that kind of success nowadays, especially if Harden leaves. So if that happens, it's a definite under for me. But I feel like if they actually kept Harden and they kept him happy and they had success and they could maybe get back to the Western semis or something like that and have a chance to prove something to Harden to stay, then yeah, they could do the over. Uh, yeah, that, that wasn't hard to persuade me. I'm taking the uh, the under as well. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So, uh, Rockets, everybody took the under. We're all in agreement there, so let's go on to the next one with the Los Angeles Clippers sitting at 48 and a half wins. Interesting again. What do you guys think? How bad is Paul George going to play? Ooh. Oh, uh, I mean, Bubble George, then. It'll be tough to get any worse than he did last year. <laughs> well. They lost Montrez. Do they still have Zubiak? Is that a, is that a fake? Yeah, Zubach. Zubach. <laughs> yeah, they have Zubach. Who else do they have? They have another center. I can't think of. I can't think of who it is. Yeah, I. Then they they signed Ibaka. Yeah, they yeah, yeah, yeah. Serge Ibaka. Serge Ibaka. That's who it was. Okay, yeah. so they lose Montrez. They get Serge. He's a little bit on the age side now. Uh. I don't see them being able to replicate the type of energy Montrez had off the bench. So I feel like that might take a hit to their wins a little bit. Right. Lou Will is now 34 years old. He's not going to, I don't think he's going to be putting up 20 points a game anymore. And like I said, Paul George just, I I don't know. I don't know if he's worth the 35 mil they pay him. I'm going to have to take the under on this. There's just like, there's too many question marks. This team's kind of getting on the older side. Like, I'm seeing at least six, seven people in their 30s. Like, even Pat Beverly's getting to 32. Like, this is getting kind of bad. Yeah, I, I, I'm i going to take the under as well. I, like Noah said, Paul George, I mean, kind of icky this past season. Um, let's see, just has had an incredible offseason and comes back and is the normal Paul George. I don't see this team going over. Um, yeah. Getting rid of Montrez hurts. Um, they didn't really improve their roster. They did get Luke Kennard, right? Yeah, they did. Yeah, I mean, I like Luke Kennard, but in a position with this Clippers team, I don't think they're going to give him much of a chance to show his true potential. So I, I don't, I, I kind of see it being an under as well. I think I'm going to lock this under. This, this number is way too high for this disgusting team, if you ask me. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Lol. Just, this this no it's just the franchise just reeks of disappointment every, every single year chad is not a clippers guy <laughs> i am I can't not get at all <laughs> chad absolutely hates the clippers Goodness. Let it be <laughs> i mean there's still a playoff team obviously but outside of Kawhi, i don't i don't even like paul george that much anymore for the reasons you all just said uh the loss of montrez harrell will be will have a bigger impact than I think most people realize. So I I got to lock this under. Who were their draft picks? They didn't, they I don't didn't think draft they... anyone. They traded for Luke Kennard. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. So, yeah, even that. They didn't even add any. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going uh, polar opposite with you guys. This is an over. Uh, I think Ty Lu will be really, really crucial uh, to turn this team around. Uh, Kawhi will take his time off, get his, get his, what do they call it, rest? Or 
you know, you know. Is is that what work, they call it? I, workload management. Workload management. You know. But <laughs> I think Paul George. I think Paul George will take a significant uh, step back to his 2018-2019 form, and I definitely like the acquisition of Serge Ibaka over Montrezl Harrell. I think that is a significant upgrade to their front court. And if they move Lou Will for another piece, then I really like what the Clippers have, and hopefully they'll gel better in their second year together. Jesus, is it hot in here, or is it just me? Uh, that was a steaming hot take, considering Ty Lue's record without LeBron is 1-24. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know about Ty Lue, bro. Evan with the curveball. I was not expecting that at all. No, nah, that was a screwball. That's what that was. Uh, I'm sitting. At, I'm sitting in the stands. He threw it straight over the catcher and pitcher and the umpire. I just caught it in the stands. I'm just a fan watching the game, and he completely <laughs> threw it out of the out of the field. All right, Chad, it's your turn to choose a team on your own and give a steaming hot take. And maybe you'll do that with the Lakers at 49 and a half. But I think that's not going to happen. Everybody's going to walk over on that Dude. one. Huh? Dude, <laughs> the the fact that this number is only one game difference between the Clippers is just asinine. I mean, mm-hmm. this Lakers team won the championship last year with two players. Their role players weren't even good last year. This year, they've added so many assets to their team. Uh, Montrezl Harrell, specifically, went to the better LA team. Good right. move by him. I, I look for this team to repeat. I don't I don't understand where this team can go wrong. 49 they, and a, Here's my thing. If they don't repeat, like it's an embarrassment. We they have like the same team, and they all they've done is added more pieces and Montrez Harrell and yeah, Mark you guys Gasol. are acting like Montrez Harrell is like one of the best five big men in the league. <laughs> and he's just I, hardly. I, a I would man. rather have Montrez over Javale McGee. I mean, personally, uh, sure, probably old fashioned, but sure. But they have Marcus Gasol as well. Like, nah, Montrez was getting exposed on the defensive side of the court in the playoffs. I'm not a fan of the acquisition at all. The Clippers literally couldn't play him. That's why they didn't re-sign him, because they could not play him in the postseason. I'm taking the over. I mean, I'm taking the over. 49.5 should be easy for the Lakers, in my opinion. I mean, Anthony Davis, I think he's going to be a stud this year. I mean, he's always been a stud, but I think he's like really going to push this season and finally get himself an MVP award. So I think I think, I think this Lakers team should should do similar things to what they did last year, if not better. They ended up flipping Danny Green for Dennis Schroeder. Anytime you get rid of Danny Green, that's always a positive sign. That's true. I mean, I would probably rather have a stapler over Danny Green. Random choice, but I mean. <laughs> you are getting on people's necks tonight. I just want you to know that. <laughs> I love Danny Green. He's a great guy. By jeez Louise. <laughs> I think ultimately I'll agree with the over, but it is not because of the Montrose Harrow acquisition. It's because of the Dennis Schroeder and Marcus Sol acquisitions. I'm worried that uh, LeBron and AD will take a lot of time off given the short uh, short break in between the postseason and this season. So that gives me some pause for concern. But I still ultimately think they can get 50 wins. Yeah, I'm so going gonna, gonna to rock you over on that too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we're all in agreement on this. All right. Next team I actually want to call blasphemy on because this is a little disrespectful. Grizzlies at 31 and a half. I'll let somebody else go first on this. How does this one make any sense? I, but, oh, I feel like this is blatantly disrespectful. This is really disrespectful. How are the Rockets and Warriors like four plus wins better than that? No way. It's an over. 
Grizzlies have this a is, This is an absurd over. Jaw coming into his second year. Jaron Jackson into his third year, who is only going to get better, and hopefully he doesn't struggle with foul trouble. They have Valanciunas back, Dylan Brooks. I don't understand. I really like the Grizzlies team's hopeless. Hopefully Justice Winslow can give them like a nice six-man roll off the bench. I don't know. I really like. I kind of like the Grizzlies this year, and I think 32 should be no problem. <laughs> right. I don't know. They won 34 last year, just under 50. percent So I don't know. I, like I, th- I think this team could push 40. I mean, uh, that's kind of that is very disrespectful to the Grizzlies and John Moran. I mean, what? Like I'm honestly baffled because they got Desmond Bain. I feel like he actually has a chance to do something on the court. Jaron Jackson, like you said, if he can up his rebounds, he, he'll be absolutely phenomenal. Ja Morant in his second year, there's I MVP Dark Horse. I don't know. I, that There's a hot take for you. Ooh. And then I personally think Dylan Brooks is going to have a huge year. Huge mm. year. I don't know why. I have absolutely no idea why. He was averaging 23 points out of the last five games in the bubble when before they got knocked out. I really have a good feeling about this team. If Brandon Clark can even step up this team, the fact this is 31 and a half is stupid. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah, specifically for me, I look for Brandon Clark for his sophomore year to to make a big jump. Uh, last year, he was averaging 12 points a game for his rookie year and played only 21 minutes, but I, I could see him pushing you know, 30 minutes if, if he improves like I think he can. And that's only going to help this Grizzlies team, uh, John Morant and Dylan Brooks, Joe Val. Like, I, I, this team's starting five is really, really loaded. So this line is way too low. I gotta, I gotta lock the over on this one. Give you a second lock. Not to mention the oldest player on this team is Gorgie Dang and he's 30. (laughs) This team has the potential to become something. Like, no, this is insane. So all in agree on the over. Yep. We're unanimous. Alright, unanimous. One of the better bets. Yeah, this, this, I would lock the over on that. Chad I wouldn't might. be surprised if that's at plus odds. Chad might have to take a trip to Indiana for us. Yeah, he does. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> Thank you for not having sports betting legal in the state of Kentucky. Uh, moving on. Uh, Timberwolves, 29 and a half. Who's making these? <laughs> uh, that would be FanDuel Sportsbook. Okay. We are not sponsored. <laughs> I just don't really know how much they have like outside of those guys, you know? Well, they got Jaden McDaniels. Uh, Jarrett Culver's going into his second year. There might be improvement there. Malik Beasley. Okay. Okogi played well. Okay. I'll take a slide over. I'll take a slide over. The only thing I see problematic with this team is the death behind Cat. I mean... Cats, obviously one of the best centers in the NBA. If they play Rubio at the one and D'Angelo at the two, that'll be that'll be nice. Um, have Rubio facilitating and let D'Angelo move off the ball, get some open shots. Play Anthony Edwards at the three, let him drive to the basket. You know, be that dog driving the paint. You know, I think I think they can do over. I think they can do an over. I'm gonna take it under here. Not a huge fan of Edwards in his rookie season or Russell. So I really think it'll be up to Rubio and Cat to get a nice two-man game going. And while they have a lot of pieces that Noah mentioned, I don't think any of them are particularly good. Um, so I have a hard time reading 
for um, not good players to give me 30 wins. So I'm going to take an under here. Yeah, I was I was leaning under. I think this is a good line for this team. They, they were just very inconsistent, disappointing last year. They only won 19, but I think they'll get close to 29. I'm still going to take a slight under, but really this line is right where it should be to me. So I, I would stay away from this one, but I'm still going to take an under. I'm going to go with Josh on this. I would take over a little bit. Welcome. <laughs> I feel like Cat and D'Lo, he wanted D'Lo to come play for him. So there was already a chemistry set there. So I don't know why they would have another two-man game unless it was Rubio to set something else up. I don't know. And I feel like out of all the rookies in the draft, and we all know how bad this draft was, I feel like they would have a chance for development there. I feel like they could get over 29. I don't see why they wouldn't be able to. I would just like to point out that uh, Josh finished in last place last year, Noah. So, I mean, I don't know if you really want to be joining his team when you could be joining ah. your, your first place boy over here. But I don't know. That's up to you. Name something you don't finish first place in because you have 10,000 tabs open on the top of your computer doing research. <laughs> That's true. I mean, call it a comeback, but I think I think this year I could jump from, from last to first. I mean, it's going to be a story for the ages. Uh-huh. So, okay. Okay. Something like that. I'm going to ride with my boy Josh. I'm going to ride. <laughs> Let's ride. Let's prove Devin wrong. Devin's going to finish last this year. That's what's going to happen. I can never say that about Devin. I'm sorry. That's just not going to happen. Chad's going to finish last. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Josh, you remember? Josh, you remember betting against uh, the Heat, Thunder, the heat, and Suns yeah, last yeah, okay. year? And then you, yeah, what'd you go? Zero yeah. and three on those? I went three now. I don't know. Oh, with three, yes. Okay, just making sure we were called. Yeah, okay, all right. all right, all right. Stop it, ladies. <laughs> all right. Next one, Pelicans, thirty-three and a half. Well, let me let me say this. After ESPN's you know, player rankings. Um, if Lonzo actually performs as the 54th best player in the NBA, yes, over. And uh, according <laughs> to whose rankings did I see, uh, send you all earlier on it? Yeah, ESPN ranking Zion number 19 ahead of players like Cat, Kyrie, Trey Young, Westbrook, Kimba, you know, others, even yeah. after playing 24 games. Yeah, I'm sure they'll do the over too. So this is ESPN's version of the Pelicans, and they're going to win 50. Yeah, exactly. Don't win all 72. What do you mean? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I have no clue. I feel like this is kind of like on the dot, like on the money for this team. I feel like this is an accurate spot to be at, which kind of sucks because these these situations, it's like I don't know which way to go. And yeah. What do you guys think? I think the acquisition of Eric Bledsoe is much needed. I do not like Lonzo Ball at all running the offense. Uh, Brandon Ingram... He's uh, had one good year last year. You think he can sustain that? Yeah. I okay. think he could. I don't, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they got Josh's boy, Steven Adams, from the Thunder. Big fan. Big fan. But uh, I think this all depends on the health of Zion. 19, like Noah said, is a little much, if you ask me. But... Whether or not that translates into wins or not, I do not know. I'm still not a really big fan of this team, so I'm going to take a slight under. I'm going to go over. Uh, I think Drew Holiday was a little bit under overrated. Uh, Bucks gave up too much for him. 
and I don't think Bledsoe will be that much of a downgrade, especially throughout the regular season. And I'm not a big fan of Steven Adams like you guys are, but I still think he's a nice acquisition to pair in the front court with Zion. So as long as Zion stays healthy and Brendan Ingram takes another step or stays where he's at, I definitely think they can get uh, over 33 and a half. Yeah, that's kind of what I was feeling. If Lonzo steps up, I think if Brandon Ingram at least stays the same, and if I think if Zion can produce without getting injured, I think I think it's an easy over. Well, maybe no, let me take that back. Maybe not easy, but over. Yeah, you all just used the same points I was going to use, so I'm going to have to go with the over as well. All right, Chad's on his own, and I'm, I'm on my here. own island. There we go. Know. Everybody has their own island. So, uh, let's go on to a team that uh, we've all enjoyed throughout the years. Um, they've done a lot this offseason, clearly, getting more picks and trading away players. But the Oklahoma City Thunder set at 20 and a half wins. How are we feeling? <laughs> oh, I love this number. I was going to say that was a bit egregious until I looked at their roster. I was like, uh, maybe not. Like two weeks ago, we were we were contending for the West. Now we're contending for the first pick. And that's fine. <laughs> we can do that for the next seven years. Exactly. Big fan of that. Can I just make it 20? Like, I feel like that's where it's at. Like, that's what they're going to win this year. Like, looking at this roster, I'm going to have to say at 20. So you're taking the under. Slightly. Slightly. The ever so slightly. At, at the half game. Yeah, I'm gonna Dev, agree. what do you got? I'm going to agree with an under. I think Shea and Orford will be really solid contributors for this team, and I think they will put up a lot of stats, but I don't like much else behind them. Basley, Dort. Uh, it's hard for me to Deontay see. Deontay Burton. It's hard for me to see anything getting excited about outside of Shea and Horford for production this year, so I'm going to take the under. Yeah, pretty much every like piece of this team took a step down. Um, I agree. I'm taking the under. Um, Shea, I think he could make it all make all of his numbers go up. So if you're in the fantasy, Shea's the guy to roll with. I think. Um, I think Basley, he could have potential. Dort could have potential, but yeah, uh, there's not there's not much on this team. So I'm, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna agree. I'm gonna take the under. Oh boy, I hate to do this, but I think I got to go over. Okay. This number is just so low. I don't feel confident taking an under on a number this low. Is this like based on your like fandom for the team? No, like- absolutely not. I'm always a glass half empty kind of guy when it comes to my favorite teams. Believe me, this it's just a low number. The next highest team is the Kings at 27 and a half in the West. So I know this team's gonna be horrible. I know it, but if all I got to get is 21, I I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna take it. Yeah. All right. Two times in a row where Chad's off on his own in some some island. Well, there's the Thunder. So let's go on to let's go on to Phoenix. Obviously, you know the Suns. They made quite the run in the bubble, going eight and zero. Um, you know some key additions in Chris Paul. You know DeAndre and Devin Booker coming back for another year. Possibly both going to be upping their numbers. Um, they are set at thirty seven and a half. Quite a, quite a bit of a jump, uh, especially with you know, less games this season than last season. So what do you guys think of the Suns? I was a big Suns fan last year, and they, they, they came through for me. So I think I'm going to have to ride with them again. Uh, I really like the acquisition of Chris Paul to pair in the backcourt with D-Book. Uh, and then Mikael Bridges is one of the best perimeter defenders in the league. So as long as he continues to prove on the offensive side of the court, 
I think the departure of Aaron Baines will hurt a little bit, but hopefully Jalen Smith can replace some of those minutes. I don't know why we're drafting him at 10, but maybe that's the idea they have in store. But regardless, I think they'll be really solid on the perimeter. And with Aiden inside, I think they can they have enough pieces to hit the over again this year. I'm going to have to go with Devin on that one. Uh, Devin Booker, DeAndre Aiden, I feel like they're going to step up their game huge. Uh, especially since Chris Paul's here, uh, they're going to have a lot of the defensive pressure sag off of him. I feel like Devin Booker's going to be able to space the floor a lot more, not be tightly contested like he was the entire season last season. Um, Aiden's going to be able to do the pick-and-roll game about as efficiently as anybody in the league. Probably even a pick-and-fade game, too, at it. People forget Saric is coming back, I, and they also got Crowder. So they have those 3 and D type of players, even though <laughs> Saric isn't the best for his defense, but Crowder is. And like Devin said, Mikel Bridges is one of the best perimeter defenders in the league, hands down. Uh, I really feel like this team can go somewhere, even make the playoffs at the 7th or 8th seed at most. Yeah, you made you made a good point with uh, Devin Booker and talking about how all the pressure – uh, will be taken off of them. Um, I mean, you got Chris Paul. I mean, DeAndre Ayton as well. I mean, either one of those guys can attract double teams from Booker and leaving Booker open at times. So I think that'll be a good thing. And, like you know, we saw what Chris Paul did with the Thunder, of course. I mean, he how he brought that team together and made everybody play better. I mean, I think he's going to do something similar with the Suns team. I think you're going to see a lot of guys' numbers on this team look looking good going up percentages you know i i think it's going to be i think it's going to be a nice consistent team and uh, who knows maybe pushing a lower seat in the western conference for the playoffs but i'm, I'm taking i'm taking the over as well the bubble I- suns are why i'm going to take the over uh but when you have devin booker on your team that's he'll probably be a uh, top 10 player in the nba next year what do you, what do you think i could definitely see that yeah and- Speaking of top tens, uh, I just want to give credit to Monty Williams. I don't hear his name get brought up, but to take a team like the Suns, the Suns of all teams, and make them go 8-0 in the bubble, to put that chemistry together, to also bring in players to increase that chemistry, not take it away, that takes a lot to do. So I just want to honestly give more credit to the coach, and that's probably what would lead them over as well. So, we're all in agreement there. Let's, uh, let's head out to uh, Portland go with the Trailblazers. They are set at 39 and a half wins. What are we feeling here? Under. What? <laughs> Noah's got something to say. I'm going to let Chad go first. They have two players. Uh, that is and they're not that Anthony is, Davis and LeBron that James. Is, that is not accurate at all. That's Cap. Like, that's cap. That's wow. Well, right. I disagree completely. <laughs> I also disagree. I mean, they've got they've got a lot of options here. I mean, outside of just Lillard and McCollum, you got Robert Covington. I mean, still that big Robert Covington guy. You got Yusuf Nurkic coming back. You got Rodney Hood, Anthony Simons. I mean, he showed flashes. I mean, I, again, oh, all Chad. of those got all of those guys. I just say, oh well, we'll see. Yeah, no, uh, no, no. I'm feeling, I'm feeling the over. I feel like I've, I've taken, I've taken the under on the Trailblazers before, and they proved me wrong. So I'm, I'm taking the over on this team. I'm a bit torn. Everyone, everyone loved and praised what they did with their offseason moves this offseason. Uh, 
And while I do like, I mean, they're obviously better than what Chad's making them out to be. I think even Gary Trent Jr. was really, really solid in the bubble last season. Uh, and with uh, Nurkic and Derrick Jones, like I don't know. I think I'm gonna have to go over. I'm not excited about in a, it. In a weaker West too, as well, though. Yeah, but their lineup just looks too good. Like on paper, they look really good. I'm not sure how it'll how it'll play out. But I mean, on paper, they look to be really solid across the board with some depth. So I think I like I like the over. I, I'm gonna have to go with the over as well. Chad is on yeah, an I'm island sorry. yet again. Sorry, Chad. I just hate the Blazers. I just they're not fun to watch. I don't understand because I felt like Carmelo found a new home. Zach Collins, twenty three, he showed a lot of flash last year, I felt like. Robert Covington, big big cub guy. We'll big go big with cub Josh. Guy. Yeah, big big cub guy. Uh Rodney Hood, he was a reason he uh won I forgot what game it was, but he's the whole reason. Uh Derek Jones Jr. Extremely underrated. Uh, and and his cancer is there now too. In case Nurkic is not the same after you know shredding his leg apart, and I'm gonna have to take away Josh's thing about Anthony because he's I no I had him as a handcuff and he did nothing. He had like a stretch of like three good games, didn't he? At most, I didn't say he was great. I said he showed flashes at times. <laughs> <laughs> and then Lillard's Lillard. So yeah, I'm gonna take the over on this. Yep, Chad, you're all you're a loner. I'll write it out by myself. Seeing a, seeing a theme here with Chad being a loner in this episode. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Let's see if he'll be a loner again on this one with the uh, old Sack Town, uh, the Kings going with the. I don't know. Why I said going with the, but they are set at twenty seven and a half wins now. Um, don't know how I feel here either. Really, I really don't. I really don't. Well, how do you guys feel? Over. Give me some Kings. Chad's excited. Excited for De'Aaron Fox getting his max contract. I'm excited yeah. for Tyrese Halliburton to actually be a decent two guard in the league and actually give give uh, Fox some help in the backcourt. You got the emergence of Rashawn Holmes, a double-double machine. Marvin Bagley, he's going to improve. He got injured last year. I, I expect him to take a step forward. Um, Namanja Bialica, I had him in fantasy. He, he was Really good, really, really good. Uh, Buddy Heald, can't forget him. Elite score. And the number's only 27 and a half. They hit the over easy. What do you got, Devin? Uh, I'm going under. Um, as much as I like Fox and Bagley, I don't really like anything else on their lineup. And when you're bringing in a guy like Hassan Whiteside, despite the fact you have Rashawn Holmes, that's just terrible roster management. He's going to be getting way too many minutes, and winning teams don't have a song white side on them. So <laughs> I'm, I'm not a fan. And they're just letting Bogdan walk for free. Ah, no. Nah, this team is not poorly run, poorly managed, and Luke Walton didn't show me enough last year to think that he can manage this type of roster. Yeah, I think around, I think literally 27 and a half. I think that pretty much hit the dot. I'm going to take a slide under as well. I'm going to say 27. I don't like Hassan Whiteside. I think he's always been overrated. Um, I think like I do agree with Chad with Halliburton kind of, you know, taking the pressure off Fox a little bit. I think Marvin Bagley will step it up. And um, yeah, huh? I like I like I agree with Devin. I like the under. Noah, save me. I I'm not saving you. I'm not saving you. <laughs> I'm going under. I I don't know what your takes on <laughs> are on tonight, but. 
Yeah, no, I I don't I couldn't stand Hassan. I couldn't even stand him in Miami. I felt like he had consistency problems. Like he'd have those stretch of games where it was good, but then he would go down. Like I I thought he was overpaid. Uh, Jabari Parker, I, that man almost has his worst knees as D Rose. Almost. De'Aaron Fox is a good shining light of this team. Uh, Marvin Bagley, he has a chance to prove himself now. Harrison Barnes being paid $22 million is the worst contract in the NBA, if not one of them. I will agree with you on the Halliburton thing. I, he may actually provide something to this team that they don't have. Uh, Rashawn Holmes, he might do something. I don't know. This team needs a lot to prove itself, genuinely. And I just, I could, probably going to go with Josh right at 27. So either after either after this season, Chad's going to win first place, and we're going to be second, third, and fourth, or Chad's going to be dead last. That's that's pretty much what I'm getting out of this episode. Um, so yeah, there, there's our Kings takes. Uh, Chad, all alone again. Let's go on to San Antonio, Texas, and see the Spurs. Kind of, I just I don't know. The past few years, I've just kind of forgotten the Spurs are even an NBA team. Um, but they are set at 29 and a half wins. Uh, what are you guys feeling down in? In San Antonio, I think I think I'm going to take a slight over. They still are running back Demar and Lamarcus Aldridge, who have been really steady for them, and they've kind of been like a consistent mid-level NBA team. So I think you know finishing around 30 wins shouldn't be too much to ask. And I think they have a lot of pieces that can really improve this season with Dejounte Murray, Keldon Johnson, uh, Derek White once he gets healthy, uh, and then they add. Uh, you know, Devin Vassell, who I think will be a really nice 3 and D guy. So I'm not necessarily excited about their roster, but I think this roster managed or run by Popovich can get 30 wins. I'm actually going to agree. Um, I like DeJounte Murray. I think he's got a lot of potential. If, you know, if they can figure out figure it out with him, pair him up in the backcourt with, you know, DeMar DeRozan, I feel like those two could be really well playing off of each other. Not feeling that great about LaMarcus Aldridge just because he's getting older. You know, he's going to be, I think he is like 36 or something like that, 37. So I think he's he's getting up there in age. I feel like his numbers will take a step back. But, you know, Pop, best coach ever. I mean, well, one of the best coaches ever. You know, I mean, I think I think he can lead them to 30 wins. Barely, but I agree. Yep, I'm going to have to go with you all on that one, too. Barely 30 wins, because literally just because it's Popovich. Uh, any other coach, under. I don't care. Uh, but it's Popovich. He still has Patty Mills. Uh, his roster's getting up there in age. Marcus Aldridge might come down, but he's still going to have a lot. But, yeah, I feel like it's just really going to be the over. I will not go on my own island this time. I will have to join you all. This This team is incredibly boring. But at the same time, just to get 30 wins, I feel like they're perfectly capable of doing it. Uh, last year, I feel like they underachieved and still got 32. So uh, I like the over as well. All right. We're actually all in agreement for once. Um, there, there's the Spurs for you. Let's go on to our last and final team. We are going with the Utah Jazz. Noah, they are set at 41 and a half wins. How are you feeling about them? Uh- Definitely going to have to do the over. Their, their coaching staff is a little underrated, in my opinion. Uh, they definitely put a roster that doesn't look good on paper, but they always play together as if they do. And uh, Donovan Mitchell's Donovan Mitchell. I firmly believe he's going to do everything in his power this season 
to put them over the hump and get them to that second round and get them past the second round. Um, I I don't know. And then our uh, good buddy uh, Joe Ingles plays for this. <laughs> yeah. We all we all know me and Josh are big Ingles guys. Big Ingles. Big Ingles. So uh, I firmly believe Mike Conley is still one of the better guards in the league. I think they're going to go over. Uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go under. The Jazz always feel like they overperform to me, and this feels like the year where they kind of break down and it gets stale and they don't make any roster moves that help them reach 42 wins. So while I like Donovan Mitchell, I'm not a I'm not a Boyan fan. I'm not a I'm not a Mike Conley fan. I'm not a Joe Ingles fan. I don't know. They're they're not deep. They don't have the roster depth to compete. I don't think for a full 72 game season. Yeah, they just they feel really stale and like they're just running the same thing every single year and it lands on like a six seven seed. So I think this is yeah. a year where it doesn't work out and they go under. I I agree. Um I mean they literally did nothing to change their roster this off season, so That's that's not true. They drafted oh. Udoka Azabuki. Oh like oh, Justin. How could I how could I forget about they're incredible draft pick and you don't have a movie. Okay. Well, by, I mean, heck, Chad said it. I mean, over 72 wins, 72 and 0. I mean, this team is a win in the finals. Am I right? I mean, <laughs> wow. But no, um, that was a complete lie, actually, Chad. I hope I didn't give you false hope there. I think they're going to take the under um, because I'm, a lot of the points Devin made were completely true. I mean, they've done the same thing. No roster improvements except for the almighty Udoka Azabuki. And. I don't know. I did. Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert are going to have some sore backs after this season because I see a lot of the guys on the team kind of dropping in numbers. So I'm taking the under as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of like Devin. I feel like their success over recent years is unsustainable. I know, I know Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. They're they're all really good players, but like you have guys like Royce O'Neal that just all of a sudden, you know, get like 32 minutes a game and scored. 25 points like where does that come from and then and then they disappear it's like some players you never know what you're going to get out of and I just this team feels really weird and and like I said I I don't think their success is very sustainable I just feel like they're all over the place yep this one Noah's Noah's off on his island by, by himself um so uh there, there you go there's our uh there's our picks for over and under of the western conference of the NBA 2021 season so, uh, Devin, wrap it up. All right. Well, we'll be back uh, probably next week with our Eastern Conference predictions. So stay tuned for that. Uh, if you have any thoughts or want to reach out to us about your thoughts on our Western Conference picks, uh, you think the Clippers are going to go over because they're just a good team with a better coach this year, uh, feel free to follow us and DM us on our social media. You can find us on Instagram at FTSPod and on Twitter at the FTSPod. And feel free to send us an email to theftspod at gmail.com. Bye, have a great time.